everyone, welcome to Two G's in a Pod. Two girls on a mission ready to educate, empower and entertain. I'm NG. And I'm MG. Let's get started with episode six. Whoop, whoop. So Michelle, I think we can both positively say that we're still on a high from Sunday's event with all our incredible members and amazing visitors. Which is good because my day has been pretty hectic. So I'm kind of still running on a... Uh, energy fuel from that weekend how you're doing yeah my day's been good i am such on a buzz from the the weekend it's been so nice hearing all the lovely comments how the girls found it um from obviously our current members and new people that were coming in to join our communities for a day um a lot of words that got shared about the event where it was felt empowered mm-hmm. inspired inclusive um and just all around good vibes yeah, a girl that I work with, in fact, a close friend was saying that it was really, she was really grateful just to be part of a room full of women where she felt empowered and um, just feel like she could do anything she wanted to after it. So she, she was definitely on a high. It was amazing. And I think uh, my favourite part, we both actually mentioned this. So we looked around at the end and everyone was just sitting in a circle mm-hmm. um, eating their buffet and re- it was really nice connection. And I think... You know, when you go along to these events, we know this from going to um, coaching events as well. You're nervous on the way in and everyone's maybe just standing in like small groups, not talking that much. And by the end, by the time you've done a team workout, had those endorphins flowing and high five one another. Um, everyone's besties at the end. So that was fab. Yeah. Everyone gelled really quickly, I thought, this time. Yeah. Um, it was, and like you said, it was really nice to see everyone just naturally gravitating in one big circle during a buffet time. So yeah. that was lovely to see. That was nice. See, so Mish, this one is all about habits. Yes, habits and basically why they are hard to stick to. This was a request from one of our amazing listeners, and it's something that we always encourage our clients. You like we're, we're always talking about it. Something we are always learning about as well because our habits are not spot on. Um, and the main thing I, which really then helped me is actually realizing that I'm not after perfection with habits because there's no such thing. Um, so consistency over perfection all the time. But we're going to take um, a few different looks on habits today and mm-hmm. just talk about different things. So I wanted to share, and I can't take credit for this, I've um, got this information from our amazing life coach in the high performance um, coaching group, Jen. She is an absolute like wizard when it comes to the brain. She loves the brain and it's really helped me understand. So basically we're going to start off with um, the circuitry in the brain. So basically I'll try and keep it as like straightforward as we can. You've got because the... we're obviously still trying to learn it as well. So <laughs> that's with us. I've had to really dumb it down to make sure I'm understanding it as well. So let's see. Well, habits and behaviors are not the same thing. And I want us to think about this for a second. So your behaviors create your habits, and then your habits change your behaviors. So let's keep thinking about that. Behaviors create habits, and then your habits change your behaviors. So In the brain, you have the front part of the brain and the back part of the brain. The front part is called the prefrontal cortex. Now, this is really small in size, but this is where change happens. Um, And it's why that we get actually really tired. So the body and the brain, as us humans, we don't actually like change. If we've done something for 20 years and then all of a sudden we're going to try and change it, the brain and the body might feel like it's a bit of a threat. We also have the back part of the brain 
Um, I'm not going to say the proper name for that. I can't remember it. <laughs> Front and back is all I need to know. Um, but basically, the back of the brain is the subconscious part. The front part is the conscious part. So when your brain is having to work really hard to make this these changes, it wants to put as much to the subconscious part of the brain as it can. So let's say, for example, like voluntary movements, like, you know, eye movements, things that you do without even thinking, that all happens in the back part of your brain. So if you want to start on a new like health and fitness journey and your brain is having to decide what to have to eat, when I'm going to train, when I'm going to do this, it's having to work so hard that that's why you revert back to old habits quite easily because it's actually easier to go for that old habit than it is to form a new one. It's that decision fatigue, isn't it? Too yes. many decisions like, ah, I don't know what what which one to choose, so I'll just choose none. Yes. It does. It gets so it gets so tired so easily. Um, and that is why it feels quite hard to break uh, an old habit. But what we want to get out of this from today is to try and move away from rather than focusing on bad habits or poor habits, things you want to change, because that can be quite negative. So if you're waking up every day and thinking, I just want to break this bad habit. And if you understand it now, thinking, right, okay, well, that's actually happen, happening subconsciously. I might not even know I'm doing that. Like, for example, binge eating or smoking or um, snoozing your alarm, things like that. If it's happened for 20 odd years, it's going to be really hard to break. So I want us to focus on, can we set up a new, we need to form new circuitry in the brain. So the brain tells the body when to do something. And like I say, it's very easy to slip back into those old um, neural pathways because it's done it so often. We've got to build these new ones. Um so let me just think where I wanted to go on to there. It makes me think of what I say to clients at the moment in terms of when they're trying to build new habits. Sometimes they go into that approach where they feel like they need to completely turn their life around. But it's about maybe looking at, rather than taking away things, it's maybe about looking at what you can add to what you're doing already. So if you meet up with a friend every Saturday for coffee and cake, maybe depending on goals, that could be just having the coffee now and again rather than the cake all the time you're still getting that dopamine hit from spending time with your friends and obviously the buzz off the caffeine and it's still something that you're enjoying it's within your routine and you're not restricting yourself completely and there's a thing called a habit loop and basically everything we do can run through this loop so you have a cue a routine and a reward so let's say for example i know a lot of the women in the strong mum club a cue for them will be, okay, baby goes to bed and their reward will be, you know, oh my God, I've got time for myself. So sometimes the routine in the middle would be time for myself. I'm going to sit on the couch and I'm going to eat X, Y, and Z. And um, because, you know, you can see this is very common that it does, it feels like time for yourself. So the cue is going to stay the same. Baby's still going to go to bed. The reward, we still want the reward to be the same as time for me. But if, if the routine in the middle of eating X, Y, and Z, whatever it may be, if that's maybe getting in the way of them feeling their best or reaching their goals, we would look at, right, okay, like you were saying, Nicole, we don't want to flip your full world upside down. We want to keep what you're already doing, but just implement little changes. So your routine could then change to, right, rather than leaving the snacks up to chance, like we were saying, that um, decision fatigue, that's happening in the front of your brain. Now, if you've got too many choices, they're like, okay, I could have toast or I could have the leftover pizza or I could have, you know, um, fruit and yogurt. 
your brain is going to be so tired from your day that it's going to grab the first thing possible. And that usually tends to be not the most optimal choice. So if you can start to say, right, okay, when baby goes to bed, I am then going to switch up my routine by maybe doing some meditation. I could read my book. I could maybe go for a walk if it's summer, or I could sit and have my cup of tea and the snack that I've planned out. That way, you know, when that cue happens, you've got your new routine and the reward's still the same. You're still getting time for you. And I mean, that could go, like, it can be the same for anything. Say, um, I know it's for me, what I'm trying to maybe change my habits with now is, say you go on your phone to do work and next minute you know you're on Instagram scrolling, so the queue is still going to be the same. Going to the office to start my work, but the routine maybe needs to be different. So rather than going on my phone, I'm going to set my laptop up. Um, and then that way, that's just changing that routine to make it a, a better habit. It's kind of like um, that habit stacking that people yeah. so that people talk about. So a habit that you've already got, what can and the new habit that you're trying to create, how can you link that together and habit stack on top of something you're already doing? Yeah. Like we said, so it's not a complete, change around of what you're doing already and then in the atomic habits book by james clear which is amazing by the way you've read that as well Mish, haven't you yeah um the he speaks about four laws to help you create a habit and it's make it obvious make it appealing or sexy or attractive <laughs> uh, and then the third and fourth it's make it easier make it satisfying so all of these little things you're talking about with this habit look yeah all kind of links to those laws doesn't it yeah definitely so that you're more likely to keep on doing it consistently yeah and I think a big one is as well um make it simple so as we say when you leave you've got too much decision and leave it up to chance like say for example you want to start maybe going to the gym start small start with I'm going to go one time per week on a Tuesday evening 7 30 p.m at the strong mum club make that your one time that we ever for you um and then before you know it once that starts to become the habit um and the routine then it's just something that you do and that will then start to become after a while. I mean, it takes time and that will become that subconscious habit. So rather than having to think about it, it's just something you do. It becomes part. um, And then that leads into your behaviors. And as we said at the start, the behaviors then start to create like new habits, the habits that you want. And sometimes it's just about lowering the barrier for yourself. So like you said, just promise yourself, yourself one session Mm -hmm. so I've got a couple of girls training for the half marathon at the beginning of October and a a couple of times they've said to me oh Nicole I just don't know if I can I want to get out I've not found the time and I say to them right okay just promise yourself 10 minutes any more than 10 minutes then obviously Brucey bonus but it's the sometimes the just getting out part that people struggle with but once you're there you're obviously more likely to keep on going with something something yes out, Nicole. <laughs> which also leads me on to um something that comes up quite regular with clients I think and it's reasons that they told me they find things hard to stick to and it's doing too many habits at once yes so especially when you start a health and fitness journey a lot of people's expectations of what they they think they have to do are often set quite high and I think that's probably what tends to hold them back before they've even started uh-huh So obviously that's when the overwhelm sets in. And for a lot of people, that's when that fuck it button can appear. And an exercise that I give um, a lot of the ENG gals and people that I've spoken to who are struggling with this is the volume dial approach. So it's looking at your, you know, these healthful habits that you're trying to create is rather than 
an on-off button with your habits. It's viewing these new habits as volume dials so that can be turned up or down depending on what you've going on, what you've got going on in life at the moment. Because sometimes obviously life gets in the way and some weeks are busier than others. So with the volume dial approach, if it's up right up at 10, that's obviously a perfect day or week and you're managing to tick off all those little habits that you're trying to create. But of course, if it's maybe down at a one or a two, you are maybe not getting everything you want, but you're still getting something. And the whole idea and key theme behind it is that it's an always something approach rather than an all or nothing, which of course boosts your confidence because you're doing something rather than nothing. Um, and you're getting more confident because you're stacking that evidence and you're doing what you said you were going to do. Yes, and if you'd like any more information on how I do the volume dial exercise with my current clients, just give me a message. Yeah. And I think as well, because we, like you say, we all want things fast, but I think we all need to actually look at this more in terms of, right, okay, we're not, yes, you can get like good progress in eight to 12 weeks and so on. But if you're actually wanting to make long, long-term lifestyle habits and changes that will support you through your full life, it's going to take time. And when we do get away from the all or nothing mentality and like always something, um, because, you know, behaviour change can take up to 12 to 18 months. Um, so it's about not giving up at the first hurdle. And um, this is another thing that Jen speaks about. So everyone is successful somewhere in their life. So say somebody's really successful in their career. What we like to think about now, a lot of people usually where they find it difficult is nutrition and exercise it's the case for a lot of people but they might be really really successful in their job and I like to think right okay so how have you got successful at your job you obviously showed up you obviously were consistent you didn't give up you know say for example you're you work in an office and one um word document didn't go to plan just because that didn't go to plan you don't then shove the full rest of the everything in the bin you keep going so but sometimes when it comes to nutrition and behaviors and habits we beat ourselves up so much for it not being perfect but if we can start to get away from that and think right this is a long-term journey I can just keep showing up each day getting 1% better it does all come together but again it's we need to be we need to be a bit easier on ourselves and realising that, like, say, if the brain is just so used to doing this, say you've always been a yo-yo dieter and you've maybe lost weight and then you've gained it. You've lost weight and you've gained it. Next time you start a diet, your brain's going to be telling you, you can't do this. You know, nothing works for me. I'm going to lose weight and I'll just gain it again. And that's the easier option is to give up. Um but it's taking that harder option and just keeping going. And then, like, so that's what we love to focus on in the Strong Mum Club is finding new things to keep you um, excited and see yourself achieving things that you never thought you achieved before. So we move away from looking at scale weight and we focus on what weights we're lifting in the gym because I've really found this helps build confidence in the girls that is just a totally different way of looking at diet and nutrition um, because I think, the society we live in we've all probably had years and years of looking at nutrition in potentially a negative way so and that's what we've realized as well is a lot of people don't actually it's not the nutrition they have problems with it's the habits and the behaviors mm. around it so we've got to start like you say stacking that evidence and finding out that you you are capable of achieving things um and that's going to just start building those those stronger habits. Well, it's about, like you were saying, creating the new loops and the new circuits and the new pathways in your brain 
and you get what you repeat, don't you? So the more that you're creating those new loops round and round and round, you're going to be more consistently choosing the, the more helpful option or the one that's more in line with your goals and embedding those habits. And when the girls come on, a, on board ENG, rather than giving them hundreds of things that they then need to go and implement, it's about focusing on the tiny little things day in and day out. And it's that whole saying of show me what you do day in and day out every day and I'll show you where you'll be in a year. So it's focusing on those tiny little changes that make a big difference. And that will look different from client to client. But I think what puts a lot of people off is that they think that big successes need big action, you know, losing weight, building a business, but it's all about the smaller habits, behaviours, actions over time. But by having a, a 1% better everyday mentality and showing up every day, like you were saying, that's going to stack up and that's going to stick. It's that whole compounding effect. And they, they mention this in the Atomics Habits book, and they also mention it in James Smith's first book, I'm sure, and he mentions this as well. And I've actually done this with a primary six class and they absolutely love trying to work it out. <laughs> I obviously had the answer and a calculator, but they were given um, some math strategies and told to get on with it. So it says, um, what is it here? Would you rather one million pound right now or one P doubled every day for the next month? So of course... They're all saying, no, no, give me the million pound. That's definitely way more until obviously you start to work it out. So if anyone loves numbers and maths, have a wee workout. I won't tell you the answer and you can let me know. Um, and obviously the reason that people can find it so hard to stick to a habit or continue with the small habits or maybe would have chosen the one million pound there is because you aren't getting that instant gratification. With a million pounds, you're getting the instant gratification. But just by waiting and looking at stacking the, the evidence and stacking the tiny habits every day over time, you're going to get a bigger success at the end. But some people maybe don't have the patience or they maybe don't see that kind of future vision yet, which is, I suppose, why some people come and board a coaching programme because they want help with that. They want help with the future vision and how to get there rather than giving up when you're maybe just a smidgen away. Um, and I suppose it's it also ties into things like we live in a world where we want the results yesterday. You know, you've got Amazon Prime, you've got, I don't know, what else have you got? Next day delivery yes. or whatever it is. Um, and in the Atomic Habits book, it uh, mentions about making a choice that is either 1% better or 1% worse. Seems really insignificant in the moment, but over the span of a lifetime, these choices are going to make a massive difference to your results and your happiness. And I really like also what they said. What was it they said? They said, it doesn't matter how successful or unsuccessful you are right now. What matters is whether your habits are putting you on the right path towards success. So if you're not there yet, then it's okay. You just keep going. You go over that forward trajectory. You yeah. get what you repeat, like I was yeah. saying earlier. Totally. And that actually leads me quite on nicely to talking about maintenance because I guess when you're starting to build habits and things for yourself, and as you say, we all want things fast, but we need to actually get quite comfortable with maintenance. And because... Actually, see, when you're just trying to maintain your results and maintain your, your habits, it shouldn't look too much different from when you are, say, trying to lose body fat. You still need to keep up the same habits and the same behaviours. A lot of people, that's when people struggle, when they want to start out on a health and fitness journey and they go hell for leather and they can't maintain their habits because it's so different from what they were used to doing. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where people sometimes... They get bored at maintenance. They, may, they maybe feel like they're failing because they're like, I'm not progressing. But if you can maintain your new habits and your new 
body composition and um, you might not be exactly where you want to be just now but again it's you know you've maybe had 20 years of your body not being where it wants to be or so it's going to take a bit of time to then get it to where it wants to be so if we can start to think right okay I'm taking these 1%, I'm getting one step closer each and every day. I'm going to have to maintain sometimes, life gets busy. Um, but if you can stay consistent with like what you do on average, you know, you don't need to go for a walk every single day. If you can walk like three times a week and be consistent with that, that is going to build up over time. Um, a wee like, quote I love to say, um, I know I think we both say it in our coaching groups, is this will be like the last diet you ever have to do because, I mean, your diet is just what you eat. I'm obviously just actually talking about nutrition here, but it can, like, it's the same with any kind of habit or lifestyle change. You want it to be the last one you'll ever need to do. You don't want to have to go through that sort of startup process again. So basically, I think what I'm trying to say here is find something you can do consistently on the daily, do the small things, it all adds up. Um, and everyone's different as well. So like, we need to focus on, you know, you can't compare your progress in any area of, of life to anyone else, because you just don't know like, what they're going through. So actually, if people are managing to, like, you might sign up for a coaching program, and yes, be able to lose body fat quite quickly, but they might be starting at a completely different level from you. You might need to be actually like rebuilding your habits and your behaviors. And that's the kind of progress that's going to set you up for life. So I think I'm a big believer in that is we can't just coach like this process. You need to actually look at the person and find out what they're really doing it for. What's, you know, what can they do consistently? Um, what their challenges are and what's going to make them tick because it might not be the same as what makes me tick um and that's a big thing so it's all about what makes them happy and again like you were saying there it's about not comparing your chapter one to someone's chapter 20 oh yeah yeah so it's all about focusing on the person coaching them where they are right now yeah not where you think they are or where they maybe think they are but you have to have that conversation and meet the client where they're at and uh -huh. then come up with a roadmap to move forward yeah Right, Mish, let's stop leathering. I think it's time to round it up now. We would love to know one habit you'd like to try and embed into your lifestyle. And what I will say is try and figure out what you can do on your own first and then what you don't know how to do or can't do yet, we would love for you to reach out to one of us to even just have that chat to give you that first step forward. Yep. And I think the biggest takeaway for everyone is just consistency over perfection and rather than focusing on every day what you want to change let's just try and forget about that for now and let's focus on what you can do find something that you're you're good at and make it great <laughs> and remember anything worth having isn't always easy so I think that's about time for us to go, Mish. Yep. Thank you for listening. We hope that was educational and enjoy your weekend, everyone. See you next week. Bye. Bye.